Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. I've just been focusing on three things. You ready for them three things? Ready. Orgasms, chemistry, and peace. Okay, that's all I'm looking for from you. Um, I got everything else covered, right? Everything else is a value, is a value add perhaps. Uh Uh, But uh, that's really kind of what I'm zeroing in on, right? Like I'm a lawyer, I'm a, you know, business owner three times over. So um, all of the men who up until now I was, you know, dating had a certain stature, had a certain resume, had a certain whatever. Um, And I said to myself, okay, um, if you miss, you got it, right? Then uh, let's stop focusing on those things and let's focus on the substance. Let's focus on, just like you said, the the core the core pieces. So those are the three things that I'm really kind of focused in on. Uh, and, and the second one is really the, the, the kicker for me. Well, the second and the third, the chemistry and the peace. So today I have Don, who is the CEO and founder of The Most. Welcome, Don. Hey, Coach Cass, how you doing? Girl, I'm doing good. So just a little plug for Don. She didn't ask me to do this. So I got this amazing device from The Most, okay? And so Don, I really, I I just want to take a moment, right? So this is an electronic detangler, okay? Do y'all see all these curls? Do you see see the situation? And usually you're there like this and this and this. This situation, look, look, look at this. It's just like simple simple life is so simple so this is my day two hair for my my curl aficionados and i combed out my hair with this sucker in less than four minutes it was beautiful i do it with my daughter now she's even like mommy let me comb my hair too ah ah so if if you haven't visited the most to get yours you should so there's my plug Shameless plug. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I'm so glad that you're enjoying it. I just, uh, music to my ears. <laughs> so Don and I met on Clubhouse. If you guys haven't been on Clubhouse, make sure to check out my last episode about how you could find love on Clubhouse. But in the meantime, I found Don, and Don is my new Clubhouse friend. So I'm excited to have her. So welcome. Hello. Um, so Don, we're nosy here. So yeah. we want to know a little bit about your love journey. Like, so tell us a little something. Where you been? What's, what, what, what's been happening, girl? You sure you wanna, you sure you wanna go down that, uh, that yeah. rabbit hole? Yeah, okay. come on, come on. Uh, let's see, my love journey. I am, first of all, I'm 35 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been in this game for a minute. And, you know, I'm coming off of a series of really serious relationships. Over the past five years, I have, I guess, yeah, the past five years I've been kind of building uh, my profile in the entrepreneurial space, building businesses, really kind of coming into my own. And so I am really, I think my focus is really reconciling uh, my new personal aspirations uh, mm-hmm. with a relationship and trying to figure out what that's supposed to look like, right? I think traditional 
idea that I had about motherhood and being a wife or even being a, in a non-marriage relationship and what that means, what my role as a woman would be, that's really morphed as I've kind of stepped into these various roles in the entrepreneurial space. And I'm really kind of trying to figure out what that's supposed to look like going forward. Ooh, so what you what you thinking about? Okay, so now now you have your business booming, you're you're seeing marriage, you're not so sure if you want it like that. So so what have you been thinking? What what's been coming up for you in your mind around relationship? Well, look, one of them is just a, a lot of it is around gender roles and how we've been primed to think about gender and think about how that translates into relationships. In my entrepreneurial life, I've had to kind of step into this place of power and assuredness. Yeah, just a place of strength. I'm approaching life these days from a place of strength. And that can be difficult to reconcile in an environment where both men and women are primed to believe that, you know, a woman's role should be, you know, one of the follower, one of subservience, you know, finding that there are, there are even lots of men out there who like to say, I want an equal, I want a partner, I want someone who I can build this with. Mm-hmm. Um, but finding people whose actions actually line up with that is a different story. <laughs> like, girl, we're equal up until you get home. You're like, where's my pork chops? <laughs> right, right. right. Exactly. You know, the first question is always, and it's always like, really, there are always these telltales, right? Like the first question is always, but can you cook? Uh, do you clean? Like, it, like, you can't say that, you know, you see us as partners when that is the kind of traditional first date question, when that's the first question out of your mouth. Um, so like, what yeah. What color is your apron? <laughs> what it, color is your apron? Is it pink? <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Oh, no. Okay. So I, I, I absolutely understand what you're talking about. So when my husband and I were getting married, we did a premarital class, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I suggest this to every single couple knows me do premarital. And one of the classes was on expectations. Mm-hmm. So I expected that once I had a baby, that I wouldn't have to work no more and I wouldn't <laughs> have to do nothing and I could put my feet up. Now, mind you, I also didn't want to do cooking, cleaning, or anything. He's like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So you want to be a stay-at-home wife, but still outsource everything? I was like, yes. What do you mean? I actually don't see the problem with that. You're still managing. You're still I a manager. household. Yeah. That is the whole position. A house manager. Girl. So, <laughs> so he's like, nah, nah, nah. So he said, I, I still had to work. And and just looking at the dynamic of his mom. So his mom, he grew up with a Haitian mother yep. that cooked, that yep. cleaned, that mm-hmm. brought the plate and picked it back up. Mm-hmm. I also picked it back up. Yeah. I said, wait a second. So, and then did all the work and did the drop off and did the school play and did the sit down. I said, wow, I'm not your mama. You know? <laughs> so we had that whole conversation and it does come up, right? So just in terms of my relationship, since we've gotten married, it does come up. You know, there's little things that his mom did for him growing up that I see are special to him. Mm-hmm. But one thing I caution myself on, don't start nothing you can't finish, right? So yes, I'll bring the tea, but maybe it won't be every day. Let's not get too comfortable there, right? So I'll do it sometimes. When we're out with the family, I'll play the role. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll get the plate. You got to, right. I'll get the plate. But then when we're home, Listen, we work in this thing together. I might cook on Sunday, like something that we could eat for a couple of days. And otherwise we order it like, cause my husband has 
has like never, it's so funny, right? So since we got married, he, he's learned how to cook a couple things. His mom is like, what? My son works? You know, like my son, my son can cook something. He can cook his own egg. He can make fish. I'm like, yeah, amazing, right? If you want to eat, if you want to eat, you want to learn. So this, this has definitely been a fun dynamic in learning partnership, equality, just, just, just respecting that. Listen, I have a full day of podcasts and interviews and whatever business. So if we're going to eat and you might have a slow time, maybe you either order something or cook something for us. It is, it is a back and forth, especially right with the way society sees things but I think I think it could be overcome right so I I want to encourage you just because it's just a part of the normal right men want to be taken care of it just it just is and what my pastor used to tell me is listen don't marry anybody for anything you can pay for amen praise God don't marry anybody for anything you can pay for so that means if cooking cleaning uh, mowing, fixing, you know, even a little bit of plumbing, you could pay, you could pay for all those things, but you can't pay for a true connection, you know? So that's, that's really what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. So let's get into that. Right. So I've taken myself out of a lot of this and I've just been focusing on three things. You ready for them three things? Ready. Orgasms, chemistry and peace. Okay. That's all I'm looking for for you. Okay. Um, I got everything else covered, right? Everything else is a value is a value add perhaps. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, that's really kind of what I'm zeroing in on. And okay. boy, has that been an adventure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you been reaching your pinnacle. I just started watching Bridgerton. <laughs> Tradition is so good. Um, yeah, so that's it's been in it's been an adventure and it's been it's opened my eyes to some things, right? So because I'm not as focused, I'm gonna be honest, right? Like I'm a lawyer, I'm a you know business owner three times over. So um, all of the men who up until now I was you know dating had a certain stature, had a certain resume, had a certain whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to myself, okay, um, if you miss, you got it, right? Then uh, let's stop focusing on those things and let's focus on the substance. Let's focus on, just like you said, the, the core the core pieces. So those are the three things that I'm really kind of focused in on. Uh, and, and the second one is really the, the, the kicker for me, or the second and the third, the chemistry and the peace. Uh, and so what my dating life looks like now is totally different. I'm dating very different men, but it's funny there. It's so clear to me now that whether you're dating a janitor or a lawyer or a doctor, every man has been socialized to believe that his very presence in your life is like a gift a gift (laughs) it's doing you a favor and and that is the piece i'm having a real difficult time with okay coach cast i'm having a real difficult time with it i get that like look i am here bestowed upon you is my presence bow down woman it's real interesting interesting. because here's the thing uh I, i here's the thing i like taking care of my man right so 
whoever I'm dating, I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. I'm going to do all the things. So not only do, look, <laughs> I, I, I'm very cognizant of what I bring to the table, right? So, you know, if I'm going to be helping you file your LLC paperwork and uh, doing legal work for you for free and cooking your plate, but then you still, you still going to look at me and act like you doing me a favor. That's mm-hmm. a big problem. That's a big problem. And it's something that I'm having a very difficult time finding that kind of guy that keeps saying he's out there, he's out there, but I'm looking for someone who sees the intrinsic value in me. Just like I'm trying to look past your resume and your income and your whatever. I'm mm-hmm. looking for somebody who can look at me and value me the way that I deserve to be valued. And that is very difficult to find. That 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 is a struggle. Okay? It's a real struggle. And, and I won't even front like it's, it's not a struggle. I remember when Andy and I were dating, okay? And we got in an argument and he stormed out of my house and the door closed, right? And, and I remember like five minutes later, he came back and knocked on my door. I'm like, hello? He's like, you, you didn't run after me. No, I did not. <laughs> Excuse me, right? You, uh, this is this is not your local television station, right? I am. You wanted me to like hang on to your foot. What exactly were you were you seeking to happen here? I said, let's let's make a let's make a pact. If you leave, you leave, and if you stay, you stay. That's right. Period. So if you're upset, go to the other room. You could hang out over here, or you could just say, you know, we love live separate. So you know. Hey, I'll just see you later. No problem. But if you're going to storm out my house like that. Keep on walking. Ask your business. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But the other thing is, would you say that there is, is, is there any theme to the men that you've dated in terms of narcissism? Perhaps. I mean, there are definitely some narcissists in there. Right. I, I don't know if they're all narcissists. Okay. I don't know if they're all narcissists, but um, yeah, it's it honestly like it's been really interesting because I've really tried to focus on character and values and you know the stuff that truly truly matters. There's this theme amongst all of the men that I've dated. Maybe it's just the men that I'm dating. Maybe yeah. I'm keying in on a certain personality. Right. Maybe it's me. That's, I you know that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to think about right because at the end of the day, we are the common denominator, right? right. So it's like looking across these guys, is there anything that literally makes them the same person, right? So is there something there in the way that you could be, but I'll tell you, I've been really deliberate about trying to like jostle myself out of certain patterns. Um, So in the beginning, I can definitely tell you, I was looking for that hot boy, right? The hot boy with the resume, who was doing the things, who was going, we were going to be our couple, right? Like that's what it was about for me, but for better or for worse. And I have made an active, you know, move away from that over these past five or six years. And they've come in different forms, right? There's like the doctor who's president of his practice, very sweet, but also, you know, is focused on his money and believes that because he makes this money, you gotta bow down, right? Mm-hmm. Nice, but that that thing is underlying. Yeah. Um, then I moved to a different kind of nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the lawyer who is super, super sweet, super nice, and, and super, but very passive aggressive in his attempts to kind of control. Very, very explicitly tried to get me to you know, control my career or control the amount that I'm able to travel or travel with friends or, you know, all of that stuff really sweet, but like passive in his control. 
Then, you know, there's the creative who is really thoughtful and focused on values and religion, but doesn't really see my value and believes that I should, you know, pay for him and pay for his presence and his presence is a gift kind of thing. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of these guys. Like I recognize that like, maybe the issue is me. Maybe there's a way that I'm carrying myself in these relationships that bring this thing out. Maybe there's a certain type of strain of man that I am subconsciously identifying. Any of those is possible. Where did you Uh, get all three? Let's see. The first I met in a self, uh, let's go back even further. There was the guy that I was engaged to uh, some years ago. Um, that was probably my longest relationship and we met in law school. Then we break up. We broke up after we, I threw him out of my house, broke off the engagement. What, what brought it to an end? What made you say this isn't it? It was a, it was a series. It was a series of things over the course of years. There was a lot of infidelity. There was a lot of trying to, you know, he, I think had a a very clear ceiling about how high he wanted to go, fine. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't realize is that that came with the ceiling with how high I was allowed to go. And there was a lot of resentment there. Tried to work past that. There were a lot of other issues. At the end of the day, what it came down to was I was renovating a house and we were living in this house at that time. And I caught him uh, in the middle of the night. He had come home drunk and he was peeing in my sink, in in my, kitchen that I had just had renovated and something just clicked to me. This person is never going to respect you or your work or the things that you care about. And that was just kind of the straw that broke years of issues, layers of issues. Oh, hell no, not in my new sink. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get it going. <laughs> no, no. Farmhouse sink is at this point more important to me than you are, sir. You have to go. You no. are this life. Yeah, this is not going to work out. Mm-mm. No. Okay. And then the three that you mentioned, where did you meet them and what brought it to an end? Then after that relationship, I started doing a lot of self-help, reading a lot of books. And I started going to these self-help groups. Sounds really cheesy, but it was a group that was supposed to help you find your highest self, blah, blah. Um, met the next person there. And then I met the next person who's probably my second longest relationship through a friend at a birthday party and then met the next person through another kind of eclectic friend group Mm -hmm. but those three how did they end were any of them infidelity were any of them none of the last three have been issues with infidelity no what what brought it to an end what what made it say mm Let's yeah. get to that. Yeah. So the doctor that I was dating, yeah, he was really, I was young, uh, younger than I was in my 20s. I was maybe 29 when we were dating. And he was um, an anesthesiologist. And I noticed, I didn't notice, I'll just say it. He was drugging me. <laughs> he was drugging me to have sex with me. Yeah, it was really bad. And, you know, I didn't really know how to deal with that at the time. So I ended up going to therapy and trying to work my way out of that. So there was a lot of not just narcissism. 
yeah that yeah. is just not heavy. okay how did wow how did you even find out like you you saw something on a side table like or you so, just woke up groggy every morning there I was grog the last instance I was kind of coming out of it and I it was one of those have you ever had a dream where you're like not sure if it happened or not and I had a couple of those dreams and then I kind of put a few things together and I was like oh wait this is there's something else happening here yeah I'm so sorry. My goodness. But look, can we really talk about dating without talking about these issues? Because what I'm realizing is that so many women have these experiences. And part of the reason that I'm saying this on a podcast that I know you're going to put out there is because this is something that happens a lot more frequently than we realize. We tend to think of rape and sexual assault as something that are kind of isolated incidents and they're not. I would say the vast majority of my girlfriends, as I've started to talk about these experiences more openly, we've all had them, we've all experienced them. And so, you know, to different degrees, yeah. uh, you know, different levels of, of brazenness, but nonetheless, it's baked in to dating, to dating culture. And so, you know, the question for me is how do we weed it out until we talk about how, how frequent it is and how patently egregious that is, right? Until we start saying, you know, this is happening and we see you and this isn't okay. Which has uh, happened to me too, even got started, right? To actually start speaking up and consent and all the things, right? So I, I personally had a, a experience, but I was not drugged, right? But I was asleep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with someone that I was with. And, and he didn't see it as rape, right? And I was like, but I didn't, I didn't consent. Like there was no like, hey, let's do this. You know, like it's still not okay. Like even married people, right? It's, it's still not okay. Like consent is a thing. So to be able to have that conversation is huge. Yes. Oh, I, I appreciate you being honest with your story. And I, I hope it encourages others to share their story, but then also to share expectations and what consent looks like. And then also what do you do in a relationship, right? So where are those boundaries set in place? So moving forward, like, did you set boundaries with your with your next relationships? Like, okay, well, this is how it looks like for consent for me. Do you, did you share that? Is that something that you started to do? I think, you know, honestly, to this day, I've never had a clear conversation about consent per se, but I have gotten a lot more just brazen in my approach with men generally. And Mm -hmm. I think as a result of lots of things that have happened over the course of my dating life, but that kind of situation in particular, like I remember him saying things like, you know, once it became clear that I had some sense of what was going on, he would say things like, and don't you be saying some crazy stuff like I Bill Cosby you and stuff like that. Like, and just very clearly was manipulating. And I wasn't that young, but I was young enough and he was much older, right? So he had this kind of authority, he had this power and he really started to make me question whether I was crazy, whether this was, whether I was being actual, whether I was being, you know, emotional or silly or whatever it was. Um, And so as a reaction to that, I think in my more current relationships, it's been more about just being brazen and being really steadfast and 
being a little bit less hesitant to see someone else's point of view because I'm so worried about being manipulated mm. into you know, the alternate reality that men can spin, whether with respect to sex, consent, uh, vulnerability, boundaries, relationships with other women, et cetera. And so I think I've, you know, one thing that's spun out of that is that I'm a lot less able to compromise. So when it comes to being more brazen, so for those listening, right, so they, they want to start being more brazen. What, what, what does that mean? What does that look like? So you meet somebody new, like what, what does that look like after, you know, the majority of listeners probably had some inappropriate sexual contact in their life, right? What one in six women, no, one in three women, (laughs) one in six men, right? So yeah. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of forms, right? It, it, a lot of it is about being super authentically me and not being willing to kind of play that game early in the relationship phase and kind of play the cutesy ultra feminine role. I believe in just kind of being who I am right off the bat. You want to take it or you want to take it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah. And like me is awesome. Like I'm not saying that, um, you know, I'm so hard to deal with. I'm, I'm, I'm not kind of downplaying myself, but I am saying uh, that whatever I am um, myself and, you know, right now is I, before this call, I was thinking, you know, should I do all the things and do the whole makeup thing and do the new hair? And I was just like, mm, we're going to do a little bit, but at the end of the day, like people have to see you and see what it's going to look like. And I'm not interested in code switching. I'm not interested in, you know, uh, just playing a role to, to bait you and then, and then switch at the end. Like you're going to get what you're going to get. I, I am a lot less likely to stand down, like I'm a fight. Like if we get into an argument, like it's it's an argument. Very, I mean, I'm be just. Well, a- you're also a lawyer. <laughs> doesn't help. It does not help. But I I don't. There was a day when I like very consciously quelled that in the interest of you know just making sure that that man feels okay and I'm not you know messing with his masculinity or whatever. But I don't do that now. Like you want to get into an argument with me? Cool. We gonna hash it out, and I can do that respectfully. But I'm also a passionate person, right? So I get hype. I'm I'm going to get into it, and I don't let down. And <laughs> that's not fun for people in relationships, right? So um, that's definitely an issue when it comes to just my professional life I'm very I don't let people into that that you know I I think in the relationship that followed the anesthesiologist guy um, I was in a situation with a guy who was wonderful he's a wonderful human uh, but he really wanted to control my career and tell me what I could do and tell me what I couldn't do and there was a lot of talk about like what makes you worthy of being a wife, right? Are you conservative enough? Do you dress conservatively enough? Um, do you speak conservatively enough? Uh, do you, are you going to have enough time to cater to me the way that I want to be catered to? And so as a reaction, I think to that relationship, I've become even more staunch, right? Like I don't let you into my business life. You do not get to be a part of those decisions. You do not get to control any of that in any way. Like you, there's my professional life and then there's the time I carve out for you. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like over the course of years, relationships have become more and more compartmentalized Mm -hmm. and there's probably 
I, I think that with the right person, you can work through that and open up. And, and, and it's very obvious that it's worth opening up and going through that process with. Yeah. But right now, it's very, there's my life. And then there's this piece that you get, which I get is problematic. But, you know, we're being transparent and trying to get to the core of things. Yeah. So I, I appreciate your honesty. And there's a lot of women that feel the way that you do. You know, it's kind of like you got to earn your keep. Like, let's make sure before I let you into this whole other space in my life that you're even worth my time to, to share these things with, especially with business. Who's to say that you have the business acumen to be throwing in your <laughs> two cents? And I don't even know if you're here to stay. So I, I hear you. I see you and I hear you. Okay. So when it comes to relationships, let's say you meet somebody tomorrow and he is amazing. You know, just, just like, what? Right. So he, all the things he he's intrinsically seeing you. He understands you. He hears you. He supports you. Yes. He loves your cooking, but yes, he'll also order out, you know, either way. And he celebrates you. Would you be open to letting him in? Yeah, I would. I think at the end of the day, you can't beat your nature. And my nature is one of being caring and opening. And when I am in love or approaching love, I can't help but to kind of let some of those guards down. And perhaps the guards that I have up right now are like precisely the appropriate guardrails that I need to have up to keep the riffraff out so that I'm not wasting my time with things that aren't super worth it. So yeah. And how do you decide if someone is worth it? What a question. I mean, I think, you know, when you know, right? Like when you don't like, it's like when we were young and we were asking, how do you know when you're in love? You know, when you don't have to ask the question, right? And I think that that has been the hallmark of a lot of relationships or dating ships or whatever, where I'm constantly, can I deal with this? Can I deal with that? Can I, do I want to sacrifice this? Do I want to settle for that? Right. And I think when it's unequivocal and when this inevitably flawed person incites you to believe that there's a pathway forward despite all of their and my and our imperfections I think that's when you know that it's worth uh, making the taking the jump for right right so what I'm hearing is that you're open to date mm-hmm. yeah. you're open to to venturing and seeing but you're also open to someone who really can celebrate who you are in your skin authentically absolutely Absolutely. And that's not a bad place to be, right? It's not. It's, it's not a bad place to be. And for every person that's listening, sometimes we do do the code switch. And I am a person that does teach around femininity and things of that sort, because I know it's something that I struggle with, right? So it's like, it's us together. I'm a very driven woman. And it's like, my husband sometimes be like, this is what you teach, huh? <laughs> So I get the struggle, but I think there's something that was made in us. Like God pretty much said men are to love and women are to respect. And I think they did that. He he did that because he knew that was like the the struggle. That was the struggle bus, you know, (laughs) like it is hard for us to respect and it's hard for men to love. You know, it's just, it's just something that that, that's in us that we have to do extra effort. Right. So I really think that that's just at the core, but being who you are is essential because if you, if you, you turn into someone else and then on date seven, 
your true colors show, they go running for the hills anyway. So yes, it's important to, to be yourself in this process. Now the choosing of the men, you know, that may also be something. And, and I know you said that you refined around values and such, but then you started with orgasm, chemistry, and peace. Yeah. How do you find, how do you find out the orgasm part? You know, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I've given up on the orgasm part. Like it's, that's more of the like cherry on the top. <laughs> so it's really the, the top two. <laughs> I think Amazon is a much better purveyor of orgasms than these men out here. Okay. I'm just going to say it. It's it's also the intimacy piece, right? That's what brings the orgasm. Because sometimes, you know, we can have sex with just about anyone, but then it ends up being like a porn and it's like, all right, that was cool. But you really don't have that connection that makes everything go. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, prioritizing the chemistry, prioritizing the piece, right? If you can find peace, I'm pretty sure I can do the rest. (laughs) So... (laughs) You know, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That chemistry piece, that intimacy piece, that's really difficult for men. And it's so interesting to me because like I said, I've been dating out of the box a couple years ago. You never would have found me dating younger men ever. But these young ones, boy, they got knowledge. They really do. They're so much more in tune with their feminine sides. They're so much more apt to be vulnerable and just thoughtful in a way that I've never seen from older men. And so up until this point, I've always said, you know, men mature a lot slower, not dating men who aren't, you know, below a certain age or who are below a certain age, but there's definitely, I don't know. I think there might be merit, merit in this slightly younger. Let's not get crazy. You trying to get into cougar stage, girl. (laughs) Look, I'm trying to keep my, I'm trying to keep my options open. Yeah, options open, options open. I like it. (laughs) Okay, so intimacy. So, so how do we build that intimacy in the authenticity in the getting to know? So then the question is, right, how quickly do we get the chemistry orgasmic part? Like, like, from meeting a person and I don't like to create rules like Steve Harvey has like the 90 day rule and all this stuff but I'm I'm definitely of the belief in terms of just getting to know someone on a friendship level yes. to see if y'all really can even connect kick yes. it, care all the things because sometimes and I'm not saying this is you this is for all listening it's just like sometimes we get so caught up in the wow this person's really sexy you know Hey, <laughs> and <laughs> next thing you know, day two with legs up and yeah, yeah, back and all the things, and you're just like, I guess that was cool, but damn it, now I got another person on my belt, you know? So I know, right? So but you know, I gotta say, this pandemic has been really great for me. First of all, I I came to like I said, there was once upon a time when I was all about the hot boy, and I have done the work to kind of get out of that and I really honestly like the sexy guys aren't sexy to me anymore precisely because I know what comes with that Mm -hmm. um I mean I I don't want to discourage y'all I mean (laughs) she's like sexy guys you can still come you can still you still still got a shot you know but the point is you know substance I will take substance over sexy any day like 1000 percent. it's not even a thought and and there there are different things that go into that right like i'm saying contradictory things but like for example 
health and fitness are really important to me. So that is kind of contradictory to what I just said, but at the same time, you know, on balance, the substance, the values, the thoughtfulness, the focus on kind of intellectual development, personal development, that's the stuff that really gets, that's the stuff that's really sexy to me. Like give me a nerd who's really passionate about something any day. So I'm so happy that you clarified what chemistry was because so many women, right, will say, hey, chemistry, and it really means, mm-hmm, how am I feeling down here, right? So usually what I tell ladies is the LLC, lead with love, then logic, then chemistry, because chemistry it. chemistry is something that builds over time. And, and the more intimacy you have, the more you get to know each other, the more cute jokes, you know, the weird stories, all that stuff is the glue that makes the chemistry grow. And when my husband and I first met, we would both tell you that there was nothing there. Like we were like, Hey, okay. <laughs> like whatever. And, and we really didn't re-meet maybe until like 10 years later at a friend's barbecue. They were like, well, Hey, how you doing? And that was after we had like a two hour conversation sitting face to face, blocking out everybody else at a friend's barbecue. And they're like, hello, can you guys hang out? What are you doing? <laughs> can you dance or something? And we're like, yeah, 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 we're coming, we're coming. So it really was the connection over time that, that made that grow. So I, I love the fact that now you're like, you know what, let me, let me get to know you. How, how you doing? What's yeah. your day? What are you about? Let me see if I, I want to leave the house. <laughs> Real tough. Good to know you. <laughs> Is this worth a pair of heels? Do you have to be a certain height? You know, I'm really short. I'm five one, and so you know, I, I've dated short men. I've dated tall men. Quite frankly, on balance, I think the shorter men have been a lot more substantively masculine, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like shorter men have had to be just more substantively valuable right so and and ultimately I can always get a step stool like because you tall ain't gonna do but so much and quite frankly I'm five one right so like the really tall guys who think like they doing something because they six three like that's not even cute to me because I got to jump up there and then you know I got a bad knee it's just kind of a mess (laughs) (laughs) but I will say that this pandemic has been really interesting because because I'm so focused these days on substance, yeah. it forces us to dig for that substance. You got to dig for those relationships. You build that friendship. First of all, I'm not going to meet you in public unless I know that I can trust you to be responsible with yourself. And, and gaining that trust means gaining trust in a lot of other ways too, right? So it's actually been really fruitful in that way. Hasn't panned out all the way, you know, just yet. But uh, I kind of enjoy this environment where it's not so much based on the physical for myself as well. You know, for women, when we're dating, it's back in the day when it was the tenders, right? It was every night you had a date lined up. Some days you had a couple of dates lined up. You're working until eight, but then you got to get your hair did and put on, refresh your makeup, get the outfit, put on the heels, go out. You're exhausted. You got to work the next day. It's a lot, like it's a job. Um, so I'm really kind of enjoying this environment. They say that 68% of singles are dating intentionally now since the pandemic, because it's, it's, it's more of a risk. And then it's like, okay, well, let me reevaluate how I've been dating before. So you are very much so in line with the majority of singles in America, which there's 37 and a half million. 
to choose from. So y'all, this, this has been a great conversation. So we learned so much, right? To be authentically yourself, right? To take your time in getting to know someone and just understand how you value yourself and your time and your business. And where do you let someone new into your life? And I, I definitely understand the compartments. And I know many people listening have those same compartments. And yes, it is one by one knocking down each door or wall or just allowing them in. They don't even have to knock, right? But you see through their consistency, how they show up and how you guys vibe and connect to let them to the next layer. So it's beautiful. I, I think folks got a lot to, to, to learn um, by listening into your story, Don. So I appreciate you just being honest and authentic with it. Yeah, and I appreciate you for having me. And also, this has just been a fabulous conversation. I just want to say how filled with light in life you always are. And that's just such a salve through this pandemic life. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay, so how can they find you, slide in your DMs, or just buy your stuff? I'm just saying, girl. <laughs> well, you can find our stuff at www.themostcurls.com. Uh, that's curls with a C, C-U-R-L-S. You can also find me at Dawn Does The Most on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, you can also contact me through my website, www.dawndoesthemost. Oh, very simple. So y'all heard it here. Dawn Does The Most, <laughs> but she's open to the one. So that's go ahead. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm just- Ours. <laughs> Ours, Coach Cass. Thank you for coming, Don. And for the rest of y'all, um, you could check out in the bio for Don's links. And I'll just see you on the next show. All right. Make sure to follow us on IG at Inspire Many. Bye, guys. Have you ever said to yourself, you know what? I'm not desperate. I'm not thirsty, but I would definitely love to be in a great relationship. Listen, if you're a professional woman that is always on the go and you really haven't made time for love and you're really wondering how do you even do that? Join me for the Success in Love Summit, February 6, 2021. This event used to be a three-day event where you'd have to get on a plane, get hotel, all the things, but I have put the best of the best, the meat of the meat into Four hours. Yes, girl, that you could join in virtually. So join in, get your ticket now, tell a girlfriend. We have so much fun in this wonderful, wonderful summit. You're really going to learn what's been holding you back when it comes to love. What are some of the trends and what you need to do next in order to have the love that you truly desire? This is specifically for the woman that wants real love and just doesn't know how. Let's do it. Go to successinlovesummit.com. It's all in the show notes, successinlovesummit.com.